I know how hard it is to walk away. It is a lot easier to stay. And so I'm honoring each and every one of you who's ever had to leave unhealthy, abusive, toxic relationships, whether they be romantic or not. I'm so proud of you. And I'm really, really in awe of the strength it took because I know the last thing you wanted to do was be strong. Welcome back to Business Breakfast and Bedhead. I actually do these live calls on Instagram. I would love for you to come and hang out with me at them. So if you don't already follow me at Don Bradley, D-A-W-N-B-R-A-D-L-E-Y, should have made a song about that, go follow me there because then you can take part in these live calls and can actually chat with me. But if you can't make them, no sweat. Now they're going to be here. So welcome to Business Breakfast and Bedhead. Buckle up, friend, and let's dive in. I overthink, I overshare, and I overanalyze. So come explore with me as I chat about business, life, and relationships all through the lens of an anxious creative. I'm going to share with you the two words you need to take out of your vocabulary when communicating with clients that are actually hurting your retention and your longevity and your relationship and rapport with your clients. So good morning and welcome to Business Breakfast in Bedhead. I'm so excited that you're here. If you didn't know, I go live weekday mornings at 8 a.m.-ish to chat with you about life, business, and relationships and everything in between, all from blends of an anxious creative. So if you're an anxious, ambitious entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Welcome. And I want you to go ahead and put your name where you're tuning in from this morning because I want you to be able to get to know me and I want to get to know you and I want you to get to know each other because this isn't just me talking on a screen at you. I want to talk with you this morning. So go and put your name where you're tuning in from. And if you're part of my Rock Your Business community, put RYB. And if maybe you're someone who wants to be in the RYB community, put future RYB -er. Because uh, I'm so excited to have you guys here. And first thing first, when we're getting into conversations that require us to expand, grow, and get uncomfortable, I want us to all feel safe to show up because I don't want you guys, once again, for me to be talking on a screen at you. I want to talk with you. I want you to participate. I want you to feel safe. So can you put a one in the chat if you are committed to this being a safe space and a judgment-free zone together? And I love this. Good morning, Irene from New York. Hello, Anya from France. I love it. Melina from Tampa, Florida. We got Stacy from Texas. Hello, hello. We've got Raquel from Connecticut. Kelly's bed in New York City. Victoria's here. I love it. And all these ones. I'm so glad. And Victoria from Illinois. I love it. Well, if you didn't know, I go live and we talk about real life shit that applies to your life, business, and your relationships with people and really comes down to communication, which on my stories yesterday, which should still be up, is a poll of what you wanted me to talk about. And I believe the majority was communication. And so it's kind of like my weird, crazy talent that I have this ability to help you navigate how to put into words what's going on inside your head so that your clients your coworkers, your friends, your family are able to hear the intention you have because a lot of times our intentions are good, but we don't know how to communicate and get them across. So I'm so excited to be doing this this morning and sharing with you two words that you should consider taking out of your vocabulary when dealing with other uh, with your clients or any sort of tough conversation. And so a lot of times what I talk about here is how to navigate uncomfortable 
conversations or potential conflictive, combative conversations. And so I want you guys to feel safe asking questions. There's a question mark down here you can tap on if you want to bring, have a question answered. If you've got a scenario, I'm really good at helping you navigate certain scenarios. You can pop that in the chat. I just want you to feel comfortable and safe knowing that any question is a valid question. You're allowed to ask questions and what you are asking, somebody else probably has the exact same question. And the reality is, is what your weakness is might be someone else's strength and what your strength is might be someone else's weakness. So that's why I always say, let's commit to this being a safe space and a judgment-free zone where we can show up real raw, honest, and vulnerable together. Because if we can't do that, we won't be able to grow as a community together. And that's what I'm all about. So thank you so much for joining me and let's dive in. If you didn't know, my name is Dawn Bradley. I've been in the beauty industry for over two decades. <laughs> which I feel like I'm still 18, so I don't know how that's possible. And I've been an entrepreneur for uh, almost 15 years, which is pretty cool. So I've done a lot of work on myself. I haven't done things right always. I haven't communicated great. I've gotten aggressive. I've lacked boundaries. I've gotten walked all over. I've burnt out multiple times. And so I want you to know that I didn't get this like magical crown bestowed on me from the heavens of having the shit figured out. I've done it all the wrong way and I don't want you to have to do it that way. So when we communicate, the two things that tends to happen for those of us that are anxious, people pleasers that really, really care and have a lot of compassion for our clients and for our relationships is we try to soften the blow. And if you resound with this, put a one in the chat. We try to say that we don't want to come across too harsh, too direct and too abrupt because we won't, don't want to take people off guard. But what we end up doing, what you end up doing, is you end up not being clear and direct. And, and Brené Brown always says clear is kind, but so many times we feel like clear is too much. It feels abrupt because we've been on the receiving end of something that's been really clear that's felt harsh. And so what I want you guys to do to participate today is when you've been on the receiving end of someone being direct with you, how has it felt? What is the negative feeling that you, and I mean, I don't believe there are anything as such as negative feelings, but you know what I mean? Like what is the negative experience in three words or less that you've felt when on the receiving end of someone being really direct and abrupt with you? Because generally what you do as a people pleaser is avoid f trying to make other people feel a way that you felt in the past. Embarrassed, feels aggressive, too soft. Okay. These are good words. The embarrassment piece. Oh my gosh. Embarrassment is one of the feelings I try to avoid at all cost. Accused and defensive. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. I feel like you guys are like, I, I mean, I assume that you relate to these as well. I relate to them all. So when you've been on the receiving end, yeah, you felt accused and defensive. You felt too soft. You feel aggressive feels aggressive, you feel embarrassed, anything else that anyone wants to add. And so what's happened is if you've experienced this quote unquote negative experience, negative, yes, embarrassed, like I failed at something, oh yeah. And so oftentimes what we don't realize is nobody can make you feel anything, you're in control of how you feel. But we generally like to project onto the other person, they made me feel this way. But usually, nine and a half times out of ten, our feelings are a reflection of the internal insecurity that we have about whatever's going on. Shame, Angie says. Yeah. So let me say that again. Our feelings reflect not what the other person did to us, but the internal insecurity we have around that subject or scenario. 
Because if you don't feel insecure about something, it's not hard to talk about, right? And so, hi, Erin. So good to see you here. Um, put a one in the chat if this connects. Because it's not hard to bring up something that you don't care about or you don't feel insecure about. Right. And then when you've been on the receiving end, when it's felt aggressive or you felt embarrassed, it's because you think you're shaming yourself, which Angie just hit the nail on the head. I believe you're shaming yourself for not having known better when you get corrected or when someone gently lets you know something different. You're shaming yourself over not knowing better, not know Like when reality, you don't know until, you know, and we need to have a lot more self-compassion for ourselves and we need to have more compassion for other people. And the moment you start having more compassion for yourself, you'll start having more compassion for other people. You don't know things until you know them. And so don't shame yourself for thinking you should have known better. Recognize and open yourself up to knowing that life is a learning learning lesson and you're gonna have people along your path that are gonna help you. And if people truly wanna help you, they will be kind and soft, but at the end of the day, we hear things from the ears of insecurity. If you're feeling insecure about something, you might perceive someone coming across as aggressive. You might perceive someone as coming across as mean when really you're just in a defensive mode because you're feeling insecure. And so that's where I'm going with when you need to flip it and you're the one having to have a direct, clear conversation the more clear and direct you can get, the more you're going to help out the other person. Because by dancing around things, by eluding and hoping they pick up the pieces and read between the lines, you're actually confusing people and you're creating more insecurity in them because they don't understand. And unless that person has done a lot of work on themselves and feel comfortable asking more questions they might just be left more confused or not understanding and being like, I don't really know what they meant. Was there something more to that? Or am I supposed to take it at face value? And so the two words I want you to really consider removing out of your vocabulary. And I will tell you, I still default to these words. And so I don't have it completely out of my habitual vocabulary that comes out of my mouth. I get to have one of those today on my cancellation policy. Yeah. Hi, Sarah. But the two words I want you to start becoming more and more aware of is the I think and I feel. Because when you're trying to be clear and direct about making some sort of decision, maybe it's about a cancellation policy, instead of going, I feel like you don't respect me, that's just, it's based on something that's subjective. And so when you're trying to have a clear, direct conversation about policies, about something that's concrete, something that if you're if you're following through on a policy, we'll use that as an example because I love that you just put, I have to have that today on my cancellation policy. If you're having to have a clear, direct, concise conversation about something concrete, saying I feel or I think really leaves room for argument. And you can be clear and direct while still being compassionate. And I know that feels like it doesn't fit, right? And so you felt like I either have to be a little like, Lucy goosey like I don't really know and then you get frustrated and resentful because they're the other party isn't offering up what you want them to offer but they can't offer something that you're not clear and direct about right and some people will bank on the fact that you won't be clear and direct some people will bank on the fact that you're nervous to ask for what you want right and some clients don't have the same struggle that you do with being clear and direct. And so they'll wait. And that sucks, especially if they know, 
but I want you to start practicing being clear. So instead of I think or I feel, what I need to do is, according to my policy, I'm going to have to. And it's gonna feel uncomfortable. If that makes you feel a little uncomfortable right now, put a two in the chat. What I need to do, moving forward, what will happen, according to my policy that you agreed to, I will be, instead of I think I need to charge my cancellation policy. I feel like I need to actually follow through on this. I feel like you just keep no showing. Can you see the difference? And I mean, we do it with that body language and with that like kind of apologetic demeanor. And that's doesn't, that doesn't produce confidence from the other person in you. It shows your insecurity around thinking that you're worth whatever it is you're following through on. And so, Sarah, so by removing the I think and I feel and becoming more confident while still being compassionate, you can let people know what's going to happen. And will it feel possibly abrupt or aggressive to them? It could, but it might not. It might be really clear and they understand. So, for example, the cancellation policy one, because I'm going to use that as an example. If someone has another example they want me to navigate, I'm happy to do that too. Just pop it in the chat. But saying like, hey, it looks like you've had to late cancel a couple times now. And I just want to bring you back to that conversation we had and the form you filled out, which if you guys don't know, I have a program called the Policy Pathway, which like walks you through exactly how to set, implement, and, and um, follow through on your policies. But um, where was I going with that? Um, oh, yeah. So if, you're, if, if you want to see how it looks, total ADHD moment here, is, hey... I know that you've had to late cancel. I just want to bring us back to the conversation we had around my policies when you first became my client, what you signed off on. This is the policy. Therefore, I need to follow through on it. I'm going to have to charge you for this unless you can come in today. And it's amazing when people go to late cancel, We more times than not, I see people getting frustrated and on the defense. But when they just go, yeah, no problem. We can cancel your appointment. I just want to remind you my cancellation policy that I will have to implement and then all of a sudden clients find a way to come. People will see how far they can not even push you. They'll see what, how much room they can get. And so I want you to stop being offended with people asking a question or people like, oh, this person asked if they could cancel. And then when I told them I'd have to give them my cancellation policy, they magically were able to come. Well, people will see what they can get, right? If they're not going to get, if someone's not going to have a consequence, why would they change, Right? Why would behavior change if there's no consequence? And so when you allow people to understand the consequence of their actions, then they can learn that they can change their behavior and get a different result. And that's why a lot of times clients will be like, hey, I need to cancel my appointment because they're like, well, if there's no consequence, obviously I'll cancel this appointment and go to this other thing that's come up. But all of a sudden, if there's a consequence attached to it, they get to weigh the decision of what Thing do they and, and sometimes maybe they'll be like, yeah, no problem. I'll pay the cancellation fee. I do need to go to this thing. I do need to be at this thing. And I have so many of my students that have been like, yeah, I've told someone, no problem. We can cancel. Just want to remind you, I'm going to have to charge you my cancellation policy. And the client's been like, yeah, no problem. Here's my card. People will respect you when you respect yourself. But if you're like, I feel like you're just being really disrespectful of my business. And the client might be sitting there being like, just charge my card. Like they're ready and waiting and you're not doing it. A policy only works if you follow through on it. Your boundaries can only be respected if you respect them first. Right? A little tough love with Dawn right now. 
Um, okay, someone who's never happy and always needs something tweaked. Oh, I like this, Robin. So what I would say to someone this who's someone who's never happy and always needs something to be tweaked, depending on whether you want to keep them as a client or not, I would say, hey, Susan. I'm just throwing that name out there. No offense to Susans of the world. Hey, Susan, I just want to have a quick conversation. It seems like every time I do your hair, excuse me, I'm just burping, um, something doesn't seem to be quite right and your happiness really matters to me. It's really important to me that you feel comfortable and confident. And I've noticed over the last X many months that you haven't been happy each time I do your hair. So I just want to have a really open and honest conversation of if there's something that you would like me to change differently or if you want permission to go see somebody else. And then that opens the door. And some people, there are some people, Robin, and I love that you brought this up because this is a very common one, that just always feel like there's room for improvement. And so they're like, no, oh my God, I love it. I just like always like to share with you like anything that, like some people, it's like they don't even see it as a negative thing because they always want to be improving upon themselves. And so we might, you might be perceiving it as someone who like needs something tweaked and they might be seeing it as like, in a different light. It's wild. It's so wild. And when we learn, like if you guys were at my live yesterday, when we learn to see things from another perspective, when we learn to invest in other perspectives, we can start to gain insight and understanding into other people. But you have to be willing to put yourself in other people's shoes and look from the lens that they're looking from. You don't have to agree with it, but you need to learn to invest in other perspective. I think people also think if they want to reschedule last minute, it's no big deal and don't really see it as canceling. Yeah, and it's our, I love that you brought this up, Kelly, because it's our job to educate our clients on what a cancellation is. And so I've used the example before, because I had a client come in, she was booked for a cut and color, and she's like, you know what, I don't need the color today, I just want the cut. And I said, no problem. Happy to do that. Just want to let you know that because you're editing your appointment down from the time that it was booked to a sh- smaller uh, appointment, it is considered a late cancellation and I will have to char- charge you for it. So we can do the cut and color or we can just do the cut, but either way you'll be charged for both. Let me know which one you'd like to do. How helpful is that? So instead of being upset that someone like canceled a color and only wants a cut now and they were going to get a cut and color, you just educate them on the process. Yeah, no problem. I'm happy to do that. Just want to let you know though, this is considered a late cancel since you're getting rid of the color portion of your appointment. So I can do just the cut or we can do the cut and color, but either way, you'll be charged both. Let me know which works best for you. Giving people options is the most sneakiest way. Not even sneaky. It's the biggest power move you can do. Give people options to let them be in control of what outcome they want. Rather than being like, oh, okay, and then building up this bitterness and resentment. And I want you to say the moment that you start to feel bitter or resentment It's generally, and I don't want to say like across the board, but generally bitterness and resentment come from you not communicating clearly. You can only be bitter and resentment if you're holding something back and not communicating. And I've, I've reflected on my life in so many scenarios where I've been upset, angry, felt disrespected. And it's because I haven't spoken up for myself because it's been so uncomfortable to learn how to speak up for what I need. So hard. Um... Oh yeah, so it says it seems like it isn't that the same as I feel like. Right, so Erin, I love that you brought this up because there's things, it's a habit habit that's hard to break and we have to be really conscious about it. So I probably slipped back in. I love that you saw it. Yeah, so it seems like would probably be similar to I feel like, yeah. So I don't even know in what context I said it, but I agree. I would take the I seems out. And that's where writing it down and practicing saying it because I'm ad-libbing this morning we fall into defaults. We fall into patterns when you don't prepare. 
And it's hard. You can't prepare for everything. And I've gotten into places where I'm like, I need to pre-plan everything. And then you get stuck in the anxiety of. And so I love that you brought this up. And it's a pure example of how habitual our people-pleasing and softening ways are. Like I said earlier, I don't have it all figured out. And I do fall back into it. And I hear myself. And I forget what I was saying the other day. But I heard myself say either I feel or I think. And I went, no, 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 sorry. I know. And so it's not about getting it right all the time. I want you guys to know that it's starting to learn to be aware of the patterns that you go into to people please and soften things to protect yourself from the possibility of a conflict. And so when we do like, it seems like, because that person could be like, well, that's not what I was trying to do. And it leaves room for, um, I don't even want to say argument, but disagreement. You can try to always share from your perspective. So from my perspective, what I'm experiencing is da, da 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 which I mean, that's like very like therapy speak. You don't need to say it in those exact words, but that helps start to reframe your mind around it. So thank you, Aaron, for the most kind and observant calling out. I really, really, really appreciate that. Uh, and it shows you that I'm still human. Okay. Where am I here? I'm way behind on the comments. What if an emergency happened and they don't have the money to do both and that's why they canceled the color? Right. So obviously there's exceptions to everything and you know the rapport and history you have with clients. Um, and like case by case scenario is what I like to do. So this is a great question. I don't know. Can you share with me your name? Because I feel like I can see say ES. Con, I don't even know how to con see. Esco Natural Beauty. Um, I prefer to talk to people by their name, but um, yeah, like there's exceptions to everything. And that's why this stuff isn't black and white. And that's why the way I teach and the way I educate, especially inside of Rock Your Business, is, um, is, is different. It's not concrete. And so obviously you can go case by case scenario, but I do want you guys to know that you have to be careful because people will say, I don't have the money and then they'll have money for something else. I always say like, <coughs> People all the time say, I can't afford it. And it's not, a, I can't afford it. It's, I don't value spending my money that way. And that's okay. We're allowed to choose how we spend our money. And so just being really aware of that and knowing that, you know, if they, if an, I guess, yeah, it depends on the emergency. Like, did they have time to give you more notice? What kind of an emergency? It's, that's a really tough one to navigate, but I think you need to trust your gut. Trust your intuition and still navigate it in a way that doesn't. If you are sacrificing yourself for someone else, that's, I want you guys to be really, really aware of that. You helped me finding so much. I'm curious, finding my confidence. I love that, Victoria. Erin, uh, no problem. I do it too. And it's so hard to catch myself. Yeah, like we don't always hear it. And especially when you're in the moment. So there's no way to prepare for every conversation ahead of time. <clears throat> but you can be aware of what you're saying when you're in it. And so I love that. To be honest, the better a relationship I have with a client, the more likely I am to be flexible with my policies. Absolutely. The more respect that there is on both sides, the more you're willing. When you feel respected, you're more willing to bend the rules because you know that they're not disrespecting you. Right? I've charged good friends cancellations. I love that. I love that. Hi, Maggie. And so I'm curious, you guys, because I talk a lot about with our clients, but has put a one in the chat if this has helped you outside of your relationship with your clients, because 
I'm really starting to see that what I offer is more than just business. It's life, it's friendships, it's relationships and all that stuff. And I just want to ask you guys your thoughts because I'm feeling like this is deeper than just business and clients. This is deeper than just that surface for your business. This is life shit. And I'm trying to, if I can be completely vulnerable and open up to you guys and honest, I'm trying to find a way to how can I help you more, communicate more clearly that you can show up and be more respectful to yourself in your life, business, and relationships. Oh, I love this. I love it. hundred percent. Thanks, Sandra. Thanks, Angie. Thanks, Sherry. Thanks, Kelly. And so are there situations right now that I can help you with outside of business? And I want to open that up this morning on how to communicate more clearly. And like, I don't have it all figured out. I want you guys to know that I'm on this journey with you. But I want to open it up to like, yes, cancellation policies. But are there other areas of your life that you're feeling disrespected in and you don't know how to communicate through? Because learning how one... Just being aware of the, the I thinks, I feels, and I seem, it seems, now that we can add that one to it, is um, it's emotional. And emotions are not bad. A lot of times we peg emotions as bad or too soft. Emotions are a beautiful, beautiful thing, and you should never apologize for being an emotional being. Like, if anything, the world needs more people who are willing to acknowledge and experience and express their emotions. They're a huge indicator of what is going on internally, and it shows that you're a human. It's, there's no prize for being unemotional, right? And yet there's been this whole like, oh, you're too emo-, you know, emotion. People say you're too emotional when you experience sadness or you're upset, but they never say to like, and I'm going to use the example of like corporate world, but they never say to the like angry yelling CEO, oh, you're too emotional, so emotional has been pegged on, um, quote unquote, more feminine feelings. And I don't like saying that because it's not, it's not feminine feelings, but you know, the like sensitivities rather than the abrupt harsh. We don't say you're so emotional when someone's abrupt and angry. You say you're too emotional when it's something that's like considered to be sensitive or quote unquote weak, which I don't think is weak at all. That's not my opinion. And so it's really unfair because I know you're a very empathetic person and you feel very deeply and you're very sensitive. And that is a power move. And knowing and understanding your emotions and being able to experience, express, and validate them will put you far. Because you'll understand yourself way more. Someone who's unwilling to go inward and go, what am I feeling? What am I experiencing? What is this? And learn to get uncomfortable while navigating it. That's like someone who wants to stay disconnected from their emotions and not navigate it will will struggle. But those of you guys that are like me who are like, okay, what is this? Where is this coming from? What's the core of it? It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And having emotions and experiencing them and validating them and expressing them in the right places with the right people in the healthiest ways is such a power boss move. Um, okay. So Jess says communication skills and confidence in all areas of your life. You are the best. I love that. I love that. So helping build your confidence, confidence and your communication. Oh, this is great. An interesting topic. I love it. Okay. I used your tactic to help a friend with her ex-husband and dealing with him. LOL. Implementing it in other ways of my life, even to give friends advice has helped me be more 
be helped me be more work confident. I love that. I love that. This is so awesome, you guys, because I really do feel I feel like a pull to like not just help you in your businesses, but to help you in your lives. And I don't know how that looks or what that looks like moving forward, but I feel like this is the direction that we're going and I want to be able to help you guys. And so thank you so much for your affirmation of this. And if there's anything else around communication or boundaries or how to how to come across with kindness, compassion, and empathy, showing people you're not doing something to them or at them, but you're doing it for them. But I do want to remind you, I don't care how much intention and kindness and compassion you put into things, you will not be able to control how people perceive, receive, or understand you. And like one of my biggest life things, one, I want people to like me. Like deep down, I just want everyone to like me. And I know in reality, I'm not for everyone. Not everyone's going to like me. And those of you guys that have been through Rocker Business, you know, there's a lesson in there. You're not going to be for everyone. Not everyone's going to like you. But I desperately want everyone to like me because if I'm liked, then I'm valued and worthy. And then if I'm valuable and worthy, then I have a purpose in this pl- in the world. It's super fucked up, I know, but at least I'm aware of it, right? Being aware of your insecurities is like the first step. Where was I going with that? Um, also got my nails done yesterday. Don't they look so much better for anyone that's been on these lives? I've started your sharing my, your lives with my regular friends, not just my salon friends. Oh my God, Angie, that's so affirming. Thank you. Um, I don't just like you. I love you. Oh goodness. I love you. Oh my God, you guys. Thank you. Keep telling me, please. Thanks. (laughs) Oh, that's really sweet. That's really, really sweet. Um, where was I? There was a whole point I was going to make about that though. Um, I just want people to like me. I don't know. I just want people to like me. Oh my God. You guys are so sweet. Victoria, I love you. And Sarah, I love you back. Thank you so much, you guys. It's hard. It's like, you know, our, our insecurities don't always make sense. They're not logical. Hey, from South Africa. Welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. What time is it there right now? It's probably really late. Um, I'm distracted by all the love. Yeah, keep telling me, please. Thank you. Um, there was I had a really good point that I was going to be making about insecurities, but I don't, I don't know now, and now I feel insecure. <laughs> um, hmm. Anyway, the more confident. Oh yeah, you can't control people perceive, receive, or understand you. My brain just had a hiccup. It's come back. And so, no matter how much kindness, compassion, and empathy you put into communicating clearly. You will still, you, maybe you won't. I hope you don't. But the possibility exists that you may experience someone not in the same place, with the same understanding, with the same level of awareness, getting upset by what you're saying. And I've ha- I had this this last year. I had an interaction with someone that I was trying to validate their experience. I was trying to validate what they were going through. And they really wanted to fight. And a lot of us who've been brought up in unhealthy family dynamics, which I would say probably we all have unhealthy family. Every, every family has its own level of dysfunction. We've learned to communicate through combativeness or we've learned to communicate through fighting. And so when you are now dealing as you, as an adult, you can start to see adults childhood behavior when conflict arises. And so either people can get really combative and aggressive or people can withdraw. And you start to learn, you can start to learn and understand what people were taught through osmosis, through experience, through observation in their own family dynamics. And there's no right or wrong about it. But I don't, as you grow and evolve as a human, as you start to learn how to better communicate, how to better um, 
set better intentions and come across with more compassion, it doesn't mean the person on the receiving end is going to know what to do with that. And some people who only know combativeness and fighting are going to feel really uncomfortable when you change. And if you've been in a pattern with someone in your life, whether it be family, friends, relationships, where this is how you always dealt with conflict in this certain way, whether it be head on, like angry or silent treatment or whatever, when you start to change that pattern with someone and they're not changing with you, it's going to feel really uncomfortable. They're not going to like it. And sometimes it can get worse before it gets better. It's like a, it's like a toddler who's having a tantrum. They're not getting the reaction from you that they're used to getting. And so they're going to get louder. If you think of like a kid with a parent at a grocery store being like, I want that candy. And the parent says no. And the kid starts screaming. And so the parent's like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. They get the kid the candy to quiet them up. That kid just learned that if I scream, I get what I want. And so people over their lives have have learned behavior of when I do this, then this happens. And you have this dance, whether it be with clients, whether it be with friends, whether it be with family, whether it be with romantic partners, that you could get into these patterns of when I do this, then I get this. And it's a survival mechanism. It's a survival technique. It's not always conscious. And so when you're learning and growing and evolving as a human, you're learning to communicate better and someone else, you disrupt the pattern in the dance that you've been in, it's going to feel uncomfortable. I withdraw temporarily. Yeah. Oh, such a defiant. I was such a defiant oppositional kid. Yeah. It's like you have to pretend to be at people's level so they don't think you're more successful than them. Interesting, Sandra. I think that might be more. You don't have to pretend to be. I, I, I see what you're saying. It's like you. Let me digest this for a second. It's like you have to pretend to be at people's level so they don't think you're more successful than them. I mean, at the end of the day, we can't control what other people think. And so, and if people are going to, I think what we, we do do this out of our own insecurity, we will downplay or not live out our, our best life. I don't know. I feel like that's a platitude because we're afraid of what people might think or conclusions that they might draw. Or you've heard people talk about someone else who like came into like success and it's like, Oh, I don't want them to talk about me like that way. So I would say that's more about our own insecurity than about them. Um, but yeah, okay. I withdraw temporarily. Yeah. So when you're in this dance and like the weird analogy that those of you guys have been around long enough have heard this analogy and my analogies require a little bit of imagination, but if you're in a dance with someone, so in any sort of relationship, friendship, family, whatever with someone, and you're in, you, you've been in this relationship long enough that you develop patterns of how you navigate different scenarios. I always say it's like you're doing the tango. I don't know why I picked the tango. It's just the first thing that pops in my head. So you're in this dance. You know what the next steps are. You know what the next move is. It's predictable. And yet when you start to learn and grow and increase your self-awareness, increase your communication skills, and you're going to start reacting differently and better, likely, and in a more evolved way, it's all of a sudden like you all of a sudden change what dance you're doing. So you're doing the tango with person and all of a sudden you're doing the foxtrot. I don't know. I don't know dance stuff. But if you were doing the tango with someone for years, months, whatever, and all of a sudden they just change to a different dance, you kind of be like, what the fuck's going on? What are you even doing? It's, it's abrupt. It feels confusing. They don't know. Do you want me to keep dancing with you? Do you not want me to keep dancing with you? Like it's confusing. And yet so many times it's like you've been thinking about changing the dance that you're doing. You've been thinking about it, planning it, but you haven't been communicating it. And then all of a sudden you don't know how to communicate it. So you just do it. 
and you confuse the other person. I hope this, if this analogy is landing, put a one in the chat. And so what we do is we get so worked up, we get so anxious and we don't know how to communicate that all of a sudden we just like do something and it feels abrupt and we're, the other person's confused. And then we're like, no, come on. Like, what, why are you reacting so much? I'm just, I'm having to respect myself, right? And so you can see how from the other perspective, the other person could be really confused. They're like, okay, you're doing a different dance. This isn't the pattern that we've been in. I'm confused. You're not telling me what's going on. Are you wanting me to join you? Do you not want me to join you? I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do. And so although you don't owe an explanation of when you change and evolve or set boundaries, you don't owe anyone an explanation, it can be a really kind thing to do to let people know so they can understand what your expectation is or if you're inviting them along for the journey. And so instead, while you're doing the tangle with this person in your pattern, in your dance, you can be like, you know what? I don't really like this dance anymore. It's not working for me, but I don't want you to feel like you have to come with me or change for me. But I want to let you know that in the next eight counts, I'm going to actually go to a different dance. You're more than welcome to join me over in this dance, but you're under no obligation or expectation to. I know it will feel uncomfortable to change up what we've been doing because we know this one so well. And we'll likely step on each other's toes, trip, and mess up when we switch to another one if you come with me. But know that that's okay, and I'm willing to work through it with you. And then that way you're giving them, and then it's like five, four, three, two, one. You go into the next dance, you step on each other's toes, you trip, you laugh because you're learning and growing together, right? Or they go, you know what, that's great. I don't really feel comfortable going there, there but you do your thing, and I'm going to stay here and keep doing this dance. Or... There's the other possibility. Hi, Randim, is that, and I'm in the middle of an analogy, so anyone who's just joining is going to be like, what the? Is that they're like, oh, you think you're too good for this dance right now? Oh, you think you're better than this? Because they're not in a place where they can understand that evolution and growth is part of life. And so if you get that response, you have to be secure enough in yourself and in your decisions to be like, I'm so sorry that that's what you feel. That's not what it's happening and know that if you want to come over here with me and do this dance with me, I would love to, but I understand if you want to stay here, right? As you grow and evolve as a human being, as you start to expand your awareness and understanding of the world and people around you, not everyone's going to want to come on that journey with you. And that's the heartbreaking thing. As you learn to better communicate, as you learn to better express yourself, as you learn to be more compassionate with other people, but also learn to speak up for yourself, not everyone is going to be on board with it. And that is the really, really hardest part is that you have to grieve the loss of some relationships and friendships in your life. Um, that's hard, but you can do it. I just did it. Oh, did I miss something back here? I got to practice speaking so I can do my price increase. I've been avoiding for weeks. You got this, Sarah. Um, that is so beautiful. Thank you for a beautiful analogy. I love this. I hope you, this live will definitely be posted so long as the internet gods allow it to go live on Instagram. Um, if you want to practice with someone, you can video call me. I totally listen. Oh, I love that. You guys are amazing. Oh, Shiloh's in the house. I just got here in the middle. So I just want you guys to know that that's why community is so important. That's why finding these people, like the Rock Your Business community, is so magical because as you grow and evolve as a person, as you learn to better communicate, as you learn to stand up for yourself, the people who benefited from you being insecure, the people who benefited from you being a people pleaser, they don't necessarily are, in, they're not necessarily intentionally trying to take advantage of you. It's their own survival technique that they've developed along their life, right? And so you can't, don't harbor anger or resentment towards them for doing what they thought they needed to do to survive while well, you did what you had to do to survive. And it was like you're both your insecurities and survival techniques meshed together. And learn to grieve the loss 
of some relationships that were actually more unhealthy than you realized. And it's hard. Growth is uncomfortable and it's a reason why not everyone does it. Because familiarity is predictable and people would rather stay in something unhappy and predictable than take the possibility and leap into the unknown of what could be even better than their wildest dreams. And that's okay. We can't fault people that want to stay with security. There's nothing wrong with staying the same. There's nothing wrong with seeking security. There's nothing wrong with choosing not to take a risk. But I know you and I are different and we want to live our best lives. We want to grow and expand, but we can also get addicted to learning and allergic to implementing and we can forget to have fun and we need to learn to have fun and not always take everything so serious. I can, I was watching this show yesterday and I realized, oh my gosh, I don't even, sometimes I struggle to be in the present moment where I zoom out and I analyze everything too much. Because I seek to understand, like understanding is really important to me because I think I felt, I've felt misunderstood most of my life. And so I always want to understand everything else, but I will miss, I will, I can see how I miss out on experiences because I'm not in it. I'm out, I'm like outside my body observing it. I think that's like a disassociation thing too. It's like a protection and defense mechanism that if I'm not in this moment experiencing it, but I'm like almost out of body observing it, then I can protect myself if something goes wrong. Ooh, I'm having like a moment here. It's definitely for me, 110%, no questions asked, a disassociation technique to try to keep myself safe and survival. And it's something that I'm gonna work through. Things just got real here. (laughs) Um, Any questions? before we end this live. This was really fun, this really went. So the two words that I want you guys to stop using in your life and your business, and I guess it's more than, it's four words, but it's I think I feel. And as Aaron gave us that, it seems. I relate a lot. Yeah, so those of you guys that relate a lot, I would love, love, love for you just to shoot me a DM and put in the DM communication. Um, Because I'd love to, if you're willing, I'd love to pick your brain about how I could better help you. Because I do feel like this is where I'm being pulled towards is like helping in life, business and relationships. And I know like Rock Your Business has helped so many people. Those of you guys that are in RYB, tell me like has RYB just helped your business or has it also helped your life? Because I know that it's so much more than just, um, just business. It's really, really life work disguised as a business course that will help bring in more revenue a hundred percent i think there's a delay this is always the awkward silent moment business and personal and fun fact if any of you guys are from the gta i'm going to be in toronto in like two weeks and if you want to come to the class we're doing class all on pricing how to raise your prices like a pro um shoot me a DM and I'll send you the link to sign up. They've got a few seats open for non-solo pros. It's going to be awesome. I'd love to hang out with you in real life. Okay, well, that's it for this morning's Business Breakfast in Bedhead. I'm going to try and get this up on the podcast as well. So if you missed this or you want to share this with other people, if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and subscribe to the Anxious Creative Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It was such an honor and a privilege to spend this time with you this morning. Thank you for being live here with me. Thank you for getting real and vulnerable and opening up. Thank you for for being authentically you. And thank you for allowing the space for me to open up and share so vulnerably and honestly. Oh my God, Victoria, I left my husband because I had the courage to finally stand up and communicate my needs. 
I'm so fucking proud of you, Victoria. I know. I mean, I've left a marriage before. I know how hard that is. And anyone who's had to leave a relationship or leave a family system, I just want to honor you right now because I know how hard that is. I know it feels like a death. And there's a death in a way of the relationship, of the relationships, and it's not easy. And I didn't understand how hard it was to leave situations like that until I went through it myself. And so anyone who's been through a hard situation where you've had to put yourself first and leave a toxic scenario, I will never judge someone for staying somewhere and not leaving because I understand how hard it is to leave. I know how hard it is to walk away. It is a lot easier to stay. And so I'm honoring each and every one of you who's ever had to leave unhealthy, abusive, toxic relationships, whether they be romantic or not. I'm so proud of you. And I'm really, really in awe of the strength it took because I know the last thing you wanted to do was be strong. And so I'm honoring you right now. Thank you so much for showing up for you. Thank you for doing it for your future and the future of your family. All right, you guys, have a wonderful Thursday. I don't even know what what day of the week it is, but I'll see you same time, same place tomorrow. Okay, love you all. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and for tuning into Business Breakfast and Bedhead. Like I said, I would love for you to join me live on these over on Instagram. So once again, just look up Dawn Bradley and let's connect. Shoot me a DM, send me a screenshot, tag me in your stories of listening to this or what you took away from this. Those comments, that feedback really makes my day and helps me know that these things are landing and that you want to hear more. I do these lives and I do this podcast for you to help you and your feedback means the world to me. And if you enjoyed this episode, help me spread the love, share it with a friend, a coworker, family member, or leave a review and make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you next time. Until then, friend, Stay weird.